Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. Yes, Lord, you are the end of all our search. And Lord, even as we meditate upon your word, I pray, Father, that Lord, we will, we will know you. For your word says, O oh Lord, this is life eternal. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Therefore, this morning, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us and enable us to know you. To know you, to understand your ways. Teach us your ways, show us your paths. And lead us, O oh Lord, in the way of everlasting life and enable us, Lord, cause us to obey. Lord, you said in the new covenant that you will write your law on the tables of our heart by the finger of the Holy Spirit. That you will drive away all lies and all pretense and every high thing or every knowledge that tries to exalt itself above the knowledge of God and that, Lord, that you would cause us, Lord Jesus, in this last days, O oh Lord, to walk in your ways. To that end, I pray that you would anoint us, speak to us, speak to us, O oh Lord. Prepare us <clears throat> for the days ahead. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Watch over us, O oh Lord. Even now, grant us hearing ears and grant us, Father, concentration, O oh Lord, to understand you, to know you. Thank you, Father. To that end, I pray that you would bless us, O oh Lord, in this time of meditation. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. <clears throat> if you were following the last one week, two words, um, one word that was actually well, literally haunting in, if in one way, was the word in Second Peter chapter one verse five: "Virtue, virtue." Right. So. I was asking the Lord, I mean, how, how does one increase in virtue? How do we, how do you increase in what, what is the process that God takes us through so that something of virtue is imparted to us? What is the process? See, uh, if you read uh, the, the, the gospel accounts, uh, the woman who was uh, having the issue of blood, um, she goes and touches the hem of Jesus' garment and if you read the, Old King James Bible, it says when what flowed through Jesus was virtue, and of course the the, the original word is power. Uh, flowed flowed through him, and uh, it's a very interesting word though. Virtue is one of the attributes of virtue is that power under absolute control or the authority of God, power which is under the authority of God, that is virtue. And these are not. I mean, uh, in the in the world, they are in they are two mutually exclusive things. But in the kingdom of God, power without virtue will destroy you. And therefore, King James very explicitly uses us, uses that word virtue because Samson had huh, power, but he had no virtue, and it ultimately destroyed him. And all of us are in danger of that. And uh, we have to, one of the things that we have to ask God, Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because it says in the in the, in the the preceding verse, it says, through the exceedingly great and precious promises that we have, we will be made partakers of the divine nature. And the, one of the attributes of the divine nature, that is, he has virtue, right? So how does that virtue come through? And how how is that impartation of virtue happen in a believer's life, even as he walks with the Lord? Is something which I want to I wanted to ask myself, and and therefore ask all of us. 
And another word which uh, if you uh, were following uh, the, the teachings it was in from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7 who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear and it goes on to say and though he was a son he learned obedience. So the th- the th- the th- it's remarkable that something that Jesus had to learn. The one who was who had all authority and the power who, who created the worlds by the, by, by his word and who upholds everything by the word of his power that he learned obedience, something which he learned. And then he was perfected in what? It will, 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 will be the question. What was he perfected in? Excuse me? In obedience. So isn't it interesting that at every stage he had to be perfected? He was, he was a perfect obedient child. He was a perfect obedient young man. He was a perfect obedient uh, uh, servant of God in the ministry, etc. In every stage, he was perfected. So there was an author, there was a, there's a starting point in his obedience and there was a perfection. And then he became the author of eternal salvation. So that is what he's, he's, he's called. He's called the pattern son of obedience. So there's, so the question therefore is, I mean, is there a connection between virtue and obedience? And my, my thesis is, if you, I would just want to put it, put it across to you, is virtue is implanted or rather imparted to a believer. An impartation of virtue takes place in a believer's life when he becomes obedient to the commandments of God from his heart. That is when virtue flows. That is when virtue. It's a, it's a deposit. You increase in virtue. Romans chapter 5, and this is exactly what happens to Jesus. This is what he's called. Uh, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. What a remarkable, the potence of this, I mean, what incredible potence there is in this statement. That's the obedience of Jesus will bring what? Salvation to everybody. So how great that obedience? <laughs> I mean, what kind of an obedience was that? That it qualified that makes, I mean, that qualified him to become the author of eternal salvation. And that, that is available to all of us. Remarkable, isn't it? And of course, we also heard uh, yesterday from Acts chapter 5 verse 32 that the Holy Spirit is given to those who are what? Obedient, right? You understand that. So Jesus was what? Obedient. And Jesus, it's, I mean, I, I just wrote, I wrote the statement. If Jesus was filled without measure with the Spirit, it was because he was totally and radically, radically obedient to his father. Totally, completely, radically obedient to his father. And that is the reason why he had virtue. He did, I mean, we, we don't, the scripture doesn't talk about the virtue of Jesus when he was a child or when he was a young man. It talks about the virtue of Jesus when he is in the, into the ministry. So that is, a, that is the time when he's, when he's uh, uh, really uh, uh, perfected in obedience, if you will. And then virtue is flowing. Okay. Power under absolute authority of God. So that this morning we'll just look at this path, path of obedience, this path of obedience, which, which makes the impartation of virtue possible in our lives. Okay. And what is the great commission? We know this verse very well. Matthew chapter 28 was 18 onwards, this is the NRV translation. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the what? In the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to what? Obey. You see that again? Teaching them to obey. Obey all, everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of this age. So the pattern son of obedience, how does he, how does, how was he made perfect? What was the path that God, uh, that rather he chose, God chose for him and he also chose for himself. Okay, he got chose for this path and he said, okay, son, this is the path that I'm choosing for you. And what did the son say? No, 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 I don't want this path. No, he also willingly chose that path, that trajectory that God ordained for him. And that's, that's the, 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 if you want to look at the summary of the life of Christ, the life of obedience of Christ, it's mentioned in several places in the Bible, but Philippians chapter 2 kind of um, encapsulates this life of obedience and virtue, how these two things come uh, uh, in connection with each other, how are they two related to each other. And we know these these verses very well, but we'll look at them in more detail, keeping these two uh, terms in our minds, virtue and what? Obedience. And what did I say? Obedience, or the virtue is imparted into our lives through the process of obeying God. Alright, let's see. Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you. Let's read this, uh, these verses together. We know these verses very well just to get the context and keep that in our minds. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, the NIV translation uses the word in your attitude, in your relationship with others. Let this mindset be in you. Something like that. Okay, Something to that, those words to the, that effect. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And what is the result of this? I mean, if it's if it ends there, <laughs> then it's really not very uh, what do you say uh, appealing to us. You know, some some appeal, some appeal has to be there. What is the appeal? The other side. Therefore, what did God do? God also what highly exalted. I mean, this is remarkable, isn't it? Now, this kind of exaltation is promised to everybody. I mean, even to the most compromised church, the Laudation Church, the church of the last days, he says, just as I overcame and I sat on my father's throne, that is what ultimate exaltation, he's seated, right? He's seated in the father's throne. He says, I will also give you the same authority or the right if you overcome and you will also sit with me on my father's throne. Remarkable, remarkable. So this is available to everybody. If it's available to the Laudation Church, then it is available to all of us. Uh, if you think that you're not a part of it, okay? <laughs> therefore, therefore, God also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, and those in heaven and those on earth and those under earth, etc. You know this verse very well. So let us look at this, this, this path of obedience. Let us look at uh, what, try to analyze these verses to understand what does, what does it mean to be obedient and how does virtue come into our lives when we obey. First, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, let's read that one, one verse, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. Okay, Christ Jesus. Another translation is the NIV. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So, first thing, obedience is a mindset. Okay, mindset ka matlab is an inclination. Inclination. It's an inclination of the will. Okay. It says, you know, uh, if you read the book of Proverbs, it says, my son, incline your ear to my sayings. Incline. Okay. Means pay careful attention. Okay. Incline your ear. 
it's a mindset or or rather an inclination it's a it's an it's a disposition if you will and a disposition of the will of man it's an it's a mindset so it that has to be developed over a period of time and it's incremental in a believer's life it starts at a very low level and i mean when you are a babe and it keeps on increasing and it has to increase and Romans chapter 8 will say something very powerful. No, remember, when Jesus was uh, filled without measure, he was filled without measure, right? In the Holy Spirit. Now, if you read uh, the the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 47, you'll see the f- river flowing from the temple. Okay. And f- initially, it's at the level of the ankle, right? Okay, and that he's, I mean, the water there signifying the Holy Spirit again. And then he, he moves further. How many cubits? Anybody remembers? And the, the, the angel comes and measures something. Uh, 1000 cubits. Remarkable, isn't it? For, to the next stage, to be filled to the waist, it takes 1000 cubits. And a lot of people, when they come ankle deep in the Holy Spirit, they think, they, they think they're spiritual giants. <laughs> <laughs> ankle deep. <laughs> there's, a, there's a song in there. Mokala, lotu, sarifoda. Meaning, it, 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 this is not it is sufficient. It's not sufficient. Now they think they're, they've arrived. <laughs> One sermon they preach or something that God the Lord uses them and they think, oh, we're there. No, 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 no. It's, and you know, it's 1000 cubits. It's a long distance. Before he comes, what? Waste. And then afterwards, what is, what is happening? Life of complete total obedience. What is he doing? He's completely swimming. Who's, that means he's completely taken over by the Holy Spirit. That is when your life is not under your control anymore. I mean, now think about it, no? How many of us are in control of our, of our lives? Very much <laughs> in control. <laughs> okay. So, and God is leading us to that point. You see, and uh, hopefully that should be our aim. If the, if the standards are not shown to us, we will not even, uh, we will not even um, try to uh, achieve to those standards. So obedience is a mindset, therefore. It's a mindset. What is the mindset? The mindset is that I have still not arrived. I have a long way to go. Is that? Everybody say that? Ah, say that everywhere, loudly. You are not conf- confessing it. See, confession is important. He is the, <laughs> he is the high priest of our... Ah, say that? Everybody say There is a long way to go. Say that? Ah, exactly. You see, long way to go. Long way to go. See, virtue cannot be imparted in a day. We read about the virtuous woman. The question is, virtuous woman, who can find? Question mark. It's it's a very rare, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. Okay. And and who should give us the, uh, is the appraisal? God who has to give the appraisal. Okay, let's let's look at some interesting um, uh, facets. Romans chapter 8. This is a mindset as I said. Now, how do you develop this mindset? What is this mindset? What do you mean by this mindset? What kind of a mindset is this? Obedience is a mindset, but what kind of a mindset is this? Romans chapter 8 from from verse 5 onwards in the NIV. Okay. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds what? Set. You know, mindset and meaning, that fellow cannot be moved. He's like inclined in one direction. I mean, that happens typically after you cross 40. Generally. Very difficult to change after 40. 35, 40. That's, that is the age. But before that, see, you have to become set in one particular way. After that, it's very difficult. If you do not have uh, grown in the disciplines of uh, of spiritual disciplines, in in in, in the, 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 if the mindset has not been uh, uh, trained, it's very difficult after after a while. You have to, it takes enormous, what do you say, um, determination if you will to change. And a lot of people give up. 
So mindset. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their what? Minds. Again, you see that? Set. So obedience is a mindset. What is it set to? It knows and understands the desires of the spirit. And and it says in the in, in the same chapter, Romans chapter eight will say the spirit intercedes according to the word of God, according to the will of God. If you read the, the entire passage, it says the spirit intercedes according to the will of God because we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray. So what is the spirit talking about over here? Is talking about the will of God and what is a spiritual man? A mind whose mind is set upon the will of God. Because it is governed by the Holy Spirit. That's exactly what the NRV translation uses. Look at what it says in verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh. Govern ka matlab jante ho na. Govern mean under the influence of. Command of who is the king. No, no. Governed by the flesh. Flesh is king. Okay. But the mind governed by the flesh is what? Death, but the mind governed by the spirit. I like the word govern. I mean, this, this, this NIV translation, the modern NIV translation kind of got the, the, the meaning of, 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 uh, of uh, what Paul was intending to, to say. Governed by the spirit, under the influence of the spirit. Who's, where the spirit is literally Lord. That's what we say. Now, where the spirit is Lord, there is liberty is under the government of the spirit. Okay. The government is upon his shoulder and we say government is upon you, spirit, and you lead me. That's exactly, that's where he has come to. But the mind governed by the spirit is peace. The mind governed by the flesh is what? Hostile to God and it does not submit to the law of God, meaning what? It is disobedient. It cannot be obedient. But those, therefore, those who live, uh, live, live in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You see that? That means only what is the mindset? It's a mindset of the spirit, meaning the mind which is governed by the spirit, mind which is governed by the will of God, where the where literally the spirit is Lord. Yesterday, Pastor was making a fire of statement. He says, "You know what? In in obedience, you're just not you're just not obedient to the to the strong warnings of God, but you're also obedient to the suggestions, so to speak, of God." No. Suggestions. I mean, I, I, I like that because I'll, I'll tell you why I, I, I just, just that, that kind of uh, stuck to my mind. Um, see, uh, if you read um, the Indian scriptures and even the Bible, there are three ways. There are three kinds of literature. Okay, literature meaning what, what, what one we what we call as dharma shastra, meaning the law, or, or in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the Indian context, it's the Veda. Hmm? Okay, and then there is there's what we call as narration. Story. No, in the, in the, in the, in the Indian uh, uh, context, it is a Purana. Okay. And then there is poetry, which is art. And in India, we call this Kavitvam, Kavyam, or, or, uh, Kala, hmm? through Kala, etc. So you have, you, you have Veda, you have Purana, and you have Kavya. Veda means Dharma Shastra or law. Purana is a story, and Kavya is poetry. How does Vedas talk to us? It talks like a king. Rajalaga. This is what you have to do. It's a, it's command. This is what you have to do. This is all that you have to do and you cannot do anything but this. That's what the king says, no? Sashanam. Okay. Decree. How does, how do Puranas speak to us? Puranas speak, speak to us like a friend, it says, no? Friend, this is, friend, no? this is, I think this is good for you, Choose this 
trajectory. No, I said before you, life and death kind of a thing. And every story that you read, if, if you read through the narrative part, you you draw lessons. When you when you read Deuteronomy, you are given commands, but when you read through the narrations, you draw lessons. If this is what happens to the guys who disobey, and this is what happens to the guys who obey. This is how guys who disobey get get uh, punished or rather uh, disciplined by God, and this is what happens to the, those people who obey God. This is what how you have to respond when you are persecuted, etc., etc. So, what is it? There are suggestions, like a friend. Hmm? Okay, so that is what Puranas do, and Kavitvam, Kavyam, or or poetry talks to you like a person who's in love with you. I'm talking about husband and wife. So, if you read. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 highest form of poetry in the Bible is, anybody knows? Excuse me? What is that? It's not Song of Solomon. It is what? Song of Songs. Yeah, exactly. It is a song of all songs. Ante? It's the it's highest form of expression. And what is he talking about? It's talking about a relationship between a husband and a wife. And what happens? Oh, the husband is coming and knocking at the door. And he's saying, you know what? My dues are upon my head. Please, can you open the door? And she says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm asleep. I've taken away my garments. I'm in my bed. Please don't disturb me. And then he just leaves. And then she says, oh, how can I do this to my lover? Let me just get up. And she puts on a garment. She gets up and she opens the door and he's gone. And then what happens? She runs after him to find out where she, where my, 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 my husband is. And then what, what happens to him? Uh, what happens to her? The, the thieves or the, or the other shepherds who are, who are like the, 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 the false shepherds capture her and, you know, they do all kinds of things to her, etc. And you see this, this kind of a narration in the Bible. You see the dharma, the, the law part. You see the narration part and you see the, 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 the poetry part. Everything giving us commands of God. This is the life that you need to, and this is what pleases God. And what is the, 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 the mindset of a believer when he's reading the word? Lord, I just don't want to look at your law, but I want to understand you because you just don't, you're not, just not my, uh, my, my God. You're not only my king, you're my husband. See, in all these three ways God talks to us. And the ultimate thing is to bring us, you know, in, in Telugu, in, in Sanskrit, there's a, there's a saying, Sama, Dana, Beda, <laughs> meaning there's a, there's a, there's a process. Okay. He says, okay, this, this, this way, this way, this way. There's so many ways God speaks to us. And ultimately the idea is so that we have a mind which is set on the spirit, the spirit of the letter, just not the letter, the mind which is set on the intentions of God. It's interesting when Ezekiel is given the scroll, what he finds on the scroll is lamentations, woe, lamentations and woe. Okay, when he sees the lamentations and all, he says, "How can you read lamentations and all?" And what happens when he eats it? How does he? How does it taste in his mouth? Anybody knows? Like honey. So, what he looks at on the what he looks for on the table is like on the on the on the on the on the plate is like lamentations and woe and all kinds of things. And he says, "How can I eat this?" Lord, God says, "Just eat it." And when he eats it, it's like honey. You know what honey means? It's like sweet. Oh Lord, your word, Lord. Even though I find it like lamentation, I find it like a woe. I understand the intention and the heart and the spirit behind every word. Quiet, please. All the children, don't get distracted. Okay, learn. Obedience to the things that you suffer. Okay? Yes, sir? Good. Alright. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile. It's like, it's, it's rebellious. It doesn't want to submit to the spirit. But therefore, it's obedience is a mindset. It's an inclination. Why is, how does it, how does it, how has it developed an inclination? Through a relationship with God. 
And he says, no Lord, all that you intend towards me is always good. You're always good, all the time. And whatever you allow in my life, even though it seems to me a little cruel or it, it seems to me harsh, but I know you intend for my latter good. That is the spirit. You understand what I'm talking about? So once you get the spirit, once you get the spirit, it will become easier for you to obey. Because you understand, the plans that I have for you are plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future and a what? And a desire and therefore obey. So even if I'm, even if I'm sending you to captivity, there is a, there is a method, there's a, there's an intention behind me, uh, allowing this kind of a discipline to happen in your life. Okay. So intention, understand this. Obedience is a mindset first. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 16. This is when, uh, um, Jesus gives Peter the commendation. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father which is in heaven. And he, after that, he st- goes on to say something very interesting. Verse 21 onwards. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and he must suffer. What? Many things. You understand that? And what did Jesus do in, according to Hebrews chapter 5, what did he use, through, through suffering, what did he, what happened to him? He learned obedience. Okay. So, and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. And look at the answer that Jesus gives. So he gives you the essence of what is satanic. What is satanic? What is the what is the what is the, uh, the 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 foundation of what is satanic? What is the foundational mindset of a of a mind who is governed by Satan? What is a satanic mindset? Look at what it says. When you say satanic mindset, you think about rituals and uh, that is all. That is the that is that is gone. Those people have been given over to the demonic. But what is the foundation of the satanic? Look at what it says in Matthew chapter sixteen and verse twenty three. But he turned and said to him and said to Peter, "Get behind me." Satan. Remarkable, no? What a rebuke. Why? You are an offense offense to me or a stumbling block to me or you are trying to make me fall. Now think about this, my dear brothers and sisters. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. If Jesus falls at this time, what, what is our situation? That's it. It's gone for us. He cannot afford to even stumble. We can stumble, righteous man stumbles seven times, but that is for us, that provision is for us, that is not for Jesus Christ, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately for us, not, not for him, it was, he was literally, there's a, there's a saying in Telugu, it's Kattimida Sam, meaning, he is literally on the knife edge. Okay, knife edge. And what happens, he says, get behind me, Satan, do not try to put a stumbling block before me. Why? For, read that everybody, you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of man. So you see, ultimately it is a mindset. A mindset. Do you understand? Therefore, what are we asked to do? The first psalm. What is that? Blessed is the man who not meditates not first, who does not walk in the counsel of, of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of, in the, in the, in the, uh, the way of sinners, in the seat of the, uh, stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight first is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, what does he do? He meditates day and night. The meditation, because this is how you think. Now look at this. The connection therefore, now I want to just draw this connection between virtue, obedience, and thinking. Okay, because I said virtue, uh, obedience is a mindset, right? Virtue, obedience, meditation, all these things I want to get. How does impartation happen? Hmm? Let's, let's look at this. 
we all know these verses very well, but look at this verse in the light of what we've been discussing over the past few days. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 onwards. We know this verse very well. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, so one of the things that your believer has to be interested is interest, interested in is the truth. What is truth? Not what your neighbor tells you. What is truth? Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God is truth. His word is truth. His son is truth. The spirit is truth. And the ch- pil- children, uh, and the church is called what? The pillar and the bulwark, bulwark of truth. So what so things are true? Brothers, what so things are noble? Meaning, we are what, what, what are we called? What is the new identity that God has given us in the, in, in Jesus Christ? What are we called? Excuse, anybody? Royal priesthood. No, this is very interesting, okay? One of the parda, okay? The, 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 the curtains that they have, have to use in the tabernacle. It's a very interesting color. It's neither purple, it's neither red. Sorry, it's neither violet nor red. It's a mix of both. And what is it? Violet and red, red co mix. What do you get? You get purple. Right? If I'm right. My colors are very screwed, skewed. But, uh, I, I, you understand what I'm saying? It's so, royalty is got to do with purple. Okay? Or violet. Violet. Okay? Priest. What do priests do? They keep on offering what? Sacrifices, okay. And what happens after you keep on offering sacrifices? Your entire garments are filled with what? Blood. The combination of those two is what? The priesthood. Noble. Noble means what? What is befitting kings? Think those things. What should the kings be thinking upon all the time? That is the reason why it says in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 17, if I'm right, it says when the king after he gets established as a king, one of the things that he needs to do is, you know what? He has to take a personal copy of the law. In other words, he has to go to the priest and he has to write down. Okay. Understand? When you read, something is written, is retained. When you write, not type, write. <laughs> now we type. When you write, you see what happens is that all your motors are being, are being, uh, uh, see, uh, Activated and you learn through writing. That in, there is method in Indian, Indian teaching also. What do they make you do when you, when you're in LKG? Write, write 20 times, write 100 times, write, 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 ultimate, ultimate, ultimate until it becomes uh, a part of you. So, write, it says, write a copy, a personal copy of the law and keep it with you and keep on meditating upon it. Otherwise your hearts will be lifted up, heart will, your heart will be lifted up about your, about your brothers and you'll start Abusing your authority. And then whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, if there is any good report. And you look at this true, noble, just, pure, good report, lovely, good report. What are these? What is this connected to? What is that? Exactly virtue. And look at what it says. That's exactly the word Paul uses in the next, in the following words. If there is what? Any virtue and if there is Anything praiseworthy, what should you do? Meditate, think on these things. Doesn't stop there. Doesn't stop there. Doesn't stop there. Goes on. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, or rather put it into practice and the God of peace will be upon you. You see, a mindset, you have virtue and you have obedience. The combination of these three. Of these three. So, think on what's it. What is it? So, if you, if you know these things, blessed are you, are you if you 
Do them. John's Gospel chapter 13 verse 17. So, finally brothers, whatsoever is true, noble, just, pure, lovely and good report, when you do these things, keep on doing these things, I mean, think on these things, when you start practicing them, what happens? Virtue becomes a part of you. There's a, there's a thought, there's a meditation on those thoughts, and then there's a putting to practice, and that is how virtue gets imparted into our lives. And what happens? I like this word. You become lovely. You know what lovely means? A person, when you look at him, you don't feel pity. Neither will you feel anger. But what do you feel? Love. <laughs> Understand this again. You don't feel pity. You don't feel anger. You feel meaning when God looks at it, he intensely gets attracted to that person. You know why? Because that the, that person's character literally resonates with his character and they say, you know what? I love you. I just, you're so attracted to me. You know, you, you actually have to read uh, the Song of Songs. In Telugu, it's very interesting. What a statement. <laughs> you have attracted me with your looks. <laughs> That's the actual original uh, translation. I mean, the believer with his attitude can actually attract God to himself. I want to show you a picture of this, okay? Okay. One of the things that I, why, why I like the Bible is God. It's got all genres. And one of the genres is drama. Okay. Drama is there. Writ through scripture. Okay. All characters with different, different, different dialogues. Okay. Beautiful dialogues, no? And uh, when you want, when you want to be, when you like to be a storyteller, you like characters and you like drama. So look at, uh, this is Esther chapter 5, this is Esther chapter 5 before, uh, she goes into a fast and she, uh, she, fa- she goes and tells uh, Mordecai, please fast for me, I'm gonna fast as well with my, me and my maidens. We also gonna, gonna go on a fast, remember that statement? And then, uh, how many days does she, does she fast? Any idea? Yeah, three days. And on the third day, what does she do? What does third day signify? The resurrection power. Now look at this, okay? This is Esther chapter 5 verse 1. I just want to give you the simpler translation, which is the NKJV translation. <laughs> and I'm going to show you uh, what you call it as an amplified translation, which is essentially the, uh, which is the, the Septuagint translation, which is beautiful. The, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's so descriptive of the, of, of these two characters, the king and Esther. Hmm? Now it happened on the third day, third day, okay, after three days of fasting, that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in his royal house facing the entrance of the house. And then you know what happens. King uh, extends his scepter. But look at the description of verse one in the Septuagint. Okay, I just wanted to just savor this. Beautiful. And it came to pass on the third day. But why, why am I quoting the Septuagint is very interesting because if you read many of the quotations in the in the Greek New Testament are quotations from the not the Hebrew Bible, it's come from the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, which is the Septuagint. Essentially, you'll see all those. You can, you can read it when you're reading the Bible. You'll see when you, in your you know in your margins it's mentioned. And it came to pass. This is Esther chapter five verse one in the Septuagint. Okay, and it came to pass on the third day when she had ceased praying that she put off her mean dress. I like that. Because she was in sackcloth and ashes. Because she was fasting. Hmm? And put on her glorious apparel. Beautiful. This is a symbol of the death, burial and, and resurrection. Okay, And being splendidly arrayed. 
Wow! Remember what what it says in Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter five: Husbands, love your wives just as Christ Jesus loved your church, so that he might uh, so that he might what does what does he do? He might sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of water by the word, so that he can present her to himself as a bride without spot, without wrinkle. You know the word for spot, wrinkle, and splendidly. Arrayed, the word says. The word is splendidly, glorious apparel. So what happened to her? This, she put away her uh, her mean dress and she put her, put on her glorious apparel and blink and being splendidly arrayed. And I'm and having called upon God and and the overseer and the preserver of all things. She took her two maids and she leaned upon one as a delicate female, and the other followed, bearing her train. So she had a train. And she had a maiden and she was going along with the maidens to the royal palace. And what, this is what happens. And she was blooming in the perfection of her beauty. Bah, look at this t- description. And her face was cheerful. And it were, and it were benevolent, but her heart was straightened with fear because she understands, you know what, she can't enter into the presence of the king because if you enter into the presence of the king without him, him inviting you, what is there for you? Sure death. So she did all of these things. She put on all her fantastic apparel, all her ornaments, and she, for everybody, she was looking perfect. I mean, she's absolutely perfect in beauty, but her heart was full of fear. You see, one of the things that attracts God to you is the gift of the fear of God. If you do not have the fear of God, my brothers and sisters, God will never be attracted to us. He will never be attracted. You should understand this. It's a principle. You want to make yourself attracted to God. That is the reason why it says. Worship the Lord in the, what? In the beauty of holiness. In the beauty of holiness. But her heart was straightened with fear. And and having passed through all the doors, she stood before the king. Now look at this description of the king now. The king is also described. Now when she stands before the king, you see what happens to you? You have, you have been literally, you know, you, you, you have allowed the, the process of, of, the, of the discipline of the church and you have allowed yourself to come under the teaching of the word of God. You have obeyed the teaching and through teaching, the virtues of God has been formed inside of you. And one day, it's a picture of the church being presented to the king. And who's our king? Jesus. The king is a type of Jesus. Now look at, look at what happens. Esther is a type of the king. And he, that is the king, was sitting upon his royal throne. And he had put on all his glorious apparel. Covered all over with gold and precious stones. And was very terrible. <laughs> That's exactly what happens to John and the island of Pat- Patmos, right? He looks at Jesus and how does he look? <laughs> terrible. I mean, his, 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 uh, his hair is like wool. Wool and how is, how, how, how like wool? Gray like wool. What, what hair does Jesus have? What kind of hair? Gray hair, okay? Very interesting, okay? He's got gray hair, hmm? because he's the ancient of days, so he's got gray hair. What does it signify? It signifies perfect wisdom, okay? And having raised his face resplendent with glory, he looked with intense anger. Like, that's a picture of judgment. And the queen fell and changed her color as she fainted. Look at this. And she bowed herself upon the head of the maid that went before her. But God changed the spirit of the king to gentleness. And in Tense feeling. He sprang off from his throne, took her into his arms until she recovered and he comforted her with peaceable words and said to her, what is the matter, Esther? I am thy brother. Be of good cheer. Thou shalt not die for our command is openly declared to thee. What is our command? Our is the royal hour. Okay. It's like, in Telugu, no, the royal hour, our command is openly declared to thee. Draw nigh. 
You know what that, that word is? A description of lovely. Lovely. This is what attracts God to you. This is what makes him have all those emotions of love. No, what, what is love when people fall in love meaning what? They're intensely attracted to each other. That's what it means. You know what? And look, the king looks at Esther and he looks at the beauty that she is having that is external. But you know what Jesus says? The hidden beauty of a meek, gentle and a quiet spirit which in the sight of God is what? Precious. And that gets attracted. So that's what he says. Think on those things. Whatever things are what? Lovely meaning what? Whatever things makes God love you and make him get attracted to you. That is what you need to think. That's a mindset. It's a virtue. So, what we learn? Obedience is a mindset. Therefore, what kind of a mindset that is, does, does it produce? According to Philippians chapter 2, let us see. Let's read on. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Okay, that is verse 6. So he was, uh, he was, uh, he was in the form of God. This mindset, let it be in you. Okay, who in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And then, who, though, I mean, the other translations, it says, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality of God a thing that has to be grasped. Okay, another translation, to get a, get a, a complete rendering of it. Who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Okay, another translation, the Amplified Bible. Hmm? Who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him, one with him, possessing the fullness and all the divine attributes, the entire nature of the deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, hmm? as if he did not already possess it or was, or was afraid of losing it. In other words, if I were to put it in one word, this attribute is, you know, what is this idea? What is the mindset that he had? He had the mindset of allowing people to take advantage of him. You know, one of the things that we don't like is being taken advantage of in any relationship. That's what it says. Where are you taken advantage of in a relationship, basically? It could be any kind of relationship. It could be a relationship between a shopkeeper and you also. And with a Maradi shop owner. And I'll tell you something. He is very kind to you. My Marwadi shop owner is very kind to you because I give him at least 8,000 rupees business in a, in a month on an average. And you'll say, Saab, hum Saab. Service ke mein aap kuch chinta Service will be fantastic because you know what? There is an advantage. But the same Marwadi who blesses me with a beautiful and the most high, uh, highest form of Hindi that you can ever use towards me uses the most vulgar and the most heinous words to his worker. Sometimes, you know what? I, you know, I, I have a huge sack to carry with eggs. So, I asked this guy, no, please, can you please sit on the bike? I'm, I'm on the bike, there's eggs. Can you just drop me off to my home? So, he sits on the bike behind me. And I just I generally ask him, What can I say? This guy is he said that he's going to give me a salary, salary, salary. But I'm telling you, the whole world is like this. 
आज तक ये एक पैसा भी नहीं दिखाया साहब एंड राइट इन फ्रंट ऑफ द ऑफ द कस्टमर्स ही स्कोल्स एंड यूज द चॉइसेस्ट ऑफ हिंदी लैंग्वेज एंड हिंदी लैंग्वेज इज एक्चुअली वेन यू डू द अदर साइड ऑफ हिंदी लैंग्वेज इज वर्स इट्स वेरी सुंदर इन दन साइड वेरी असुंदर एंड अशुद्ध ऑन द अदर साइड टेक एन एडवांटेज that's a that, see let me tell you something when you try to grasp you will never get, that's that's the that's a principle of loss and gain you know if you try to gain what happens to you you will lose everything if you try to lose and if you lose everything for the sake of the kingdom of god what will happen what will happen to you you will gain everything that's what it says if you lose everything for the kingdom of god for my sake and for the kingdom of god's sake you will not lose anything this is the principle so what did god what did jesus do he said you know what? no grasping let people take advantage of me but they can never take advantage of me <laughs> even that is going to turn around for good let me tell you this is a, this is a principle in the kingdom of god he said you know what let them take advantage of me no problem people they came to jesus with all kinds of things lord please do this for me he never denied anybody who came to him never how many of them are actually obedient to him they took their miracles and they left Remember after he says preaches of the preaches of the sermon on the mount, okay, fired up sermon and he gets down. The first person he encounters is who? Anybody knows? In Matthew chapter eight, after the sermon, yeah, the leper. The first person he encounters is the leper, and he comes to him and he says, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." And he touches him and he blesses him and he makes him clean. And he he makes a very interesting statement. He says, "Go yourself, show yourself to the priest, but don't speak of me to anybody. Don't speak." And what does the guy do? he goes and speaks about him and now he is not able to openly preach the gospel to anybody he has to go to the to the to the fields what is happening now what is happening he is being taken advantage of you see that but did he lose never you see this is the principle i'll show you very a uh, 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 kind of an episode in the in the old covenant genesis chapter 13 you know this very very well and there was strife between the herdsmen of abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of lot's livestock we know this story very well but i just want to i want you to i want you to give attention to some specific words okay don't get distracted gurumukhasya vidyalabhyate okay gurumukhasya vidyalabhyate everybody is look at the, look at not, not not because i am the guru okay i'm just given the opportunity to preach the word of god so just concentrate here okay and there was strife between the herdsmen of abraham's livestock and herdsmen of lot's livestock the canaanites and the perizzites they dwelt in the land so abraham said to lot please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen why because we are brothers you know remember that place in luke's gospel chapter 12 right it says master tell my brother to give me the rightful share of my property <laughs> jesus said <laughs> what are you talking about no and look at immediately next word next word what what did, what did abraham say no this is all mine get lost no he didn't say you know what he said what is he doing he's allowing lot to take loosely no he's allowing lot to take advantage of him look at what he says next verse is not the whole land before you please separate from me you know those words should have struck like a like an arrow in the heart of lot bro this is bro okay abraham calling uh lot bro no i'm just thinking about it no i'm i'm calling let's say rehan bro just imagine bro <laughs> he look at me he doesn't even understand i'm talking about i mean th- th- i'm just giving you the contrast over here bro this is a senior 
senior man not he doesn't even have 1% of the experience of that that abraham has 1% and i'm looks at him and says bro bro what are you saying uncle don't call me brother i'm your actually your son i'm actually your servant please separate from me you know that should have hit like a thunderbolt into his into his heart and he should have said what are you what am i doing lord what is this a man of god asking me to leave him I mean, just imagine no? just i mean, i i i try to put myself in the position of lord pastor calls me and he says just imagine this situation bro huh? i think you should leave papa <laughs> can you imagine that situation <laughs> separate from me no this, this is really turning out to be not good for us he should have just fallen down on his face before god and you'd have shall wept profusely and what happens if you take the left then i will go to the right you know sir sir what are you saying what where did this come where did this come from what nothing of that sort from lot i'm waiting for this day If you take the left, I will go to the right. If you take the right, I will go to the left. So what did Lord do? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, uncle, very much. <laughs> you know, think about it, no? What should have Lord done? So much of places there, no? I mean, so much of livestock we have, right? What I'll do is I'll sell off my livestock. I want to be with you. Whatever it takes for me to be with you. Because there's only, only one house in the entire earth which has a hand of God over its life. One house. one house and that is your house and honor break fellowship what are those words separate from me you know what the word says the actually in the, in the in the in the in the in the in the hebrew says you cannot be one with me that's what it means actually the word word for in hebrews yahad means you cannot be one with me lot please separate so lord lot lifted up his eyes and what does the word lot mean anybody knows what does the word lot mean See, the birds of the air have come and nicely taken away the word which was planted. What does lot lot mean? Parda, yeah, fail. A man with a parda is lifting up his eyes, hmm? okay, and saw all the plain. How does he see? Everything veiled. That it was watered, plain of Jordan that was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go towards Zoar. so he saw it like the what the garden of the lord and also like the land of egypt the lord chose for himself you see i said before you life and death blessing and curse choose life. and then goes on to say in, in deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 20 who's our life again you forgot see god is your life choose god so what should you choose according at least according to a lot you should choose to stay with who with abraham but he chooses who's taking advantage of whom here in the eyes of everybody lot is taking but you know what in the eyes of god look at what it says next verse i like the next verse and the lot said to abraham and lot said to abraham after a lot had separated from him lift up your eyes now 
and see the entire land. You know what he sees now? He sees the entire promised land. You know what happens to him now? He's able to see the promises of God. You know why? Because he's, he's allowed God to be taken advantage of. Allowed Lord to be uh, to take advantage of him. You see, the moment you allow this, this kind of an attitude, you'll never lose out with God. You actually gain with God. You see the land of promises. The Bible op- opens up for you and you see the exceedingly precious promises of God. You know why? Because you've allowed somebody to take advantage of you. Look at this guy. Genesis chapter, another principle. When you take, when you allow others to take advantage of you. Genesis 14, 14. You know what happens, right? Lord gets uh, messed up with in the war and he's taken captive. Does he learn his lesson? Never. Okay. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants that were born in his own house. Where? In the land of promises. And he pursued them. Let me tell you something. The moment you allow people to take advantage of you, you know what happens to you? You become a man who influences others. A man who influences others to follow God. Because that's what, that's the principle. If you allow the grain of seed falls into the ground and it dies, it bears what? Fruit. People will see your faith and they will start following the God you serve. How many people did Lord bring to the, to the kingdom? Zero. No life of influence at all. You know why? Because he grasped, 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 grasped all the time. It's a principle in the kingdom. This is what we call the Haman principle. What should be done to the person whom the king decides to honor? (laughs) Oh, he should be given the best apparel and the best robe and the best horse and the best crown and he should be taken around the city and he should, people have to, I mean, somebody has to keep saying, this should be done to the man whom the king desires to honor. And you know what the king says? Very interesting, no? Take the best robe, take the best horse, it's, it's okay. The tension is increasing now. For me, for me, for me, for me. The best row, for me. The best horse, for me. The best car, no. And do it to, Mordecai, to Mordecai. Huh? God. You know why? Mordecai chose to take, be taken advantage of. And what does Haman? Crap, 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 crap. It's a principle of the Philistines. What is the Philistine principle? Crap, 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 crap. Come to Isaac, mine. Come to, what is Sidna? Mine. What does Isaac do? Take. Take. Take it and go. Take it and go. And what is the Lord doing? Blessing and blessing. And the Bible says he became prosperous. Very prosperous. Very, very, very prosperous. Very, 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 very prosperous. And that should be our motto also. They look at you. I'm talking about prosperity in the spirit, okay? Prosperity and angana money. The moment we say prosperity, are a buying balance for Kuran Kuran Kuran, 10 Kuran, 100 Kuran, billionaire. No, 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 no. And he's not talking about that. The principle of grasping now. I'll show you another principle. I'll show you another example. 1 Samuel chapter 24. Then the men said to David, This day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. Who's speaking this? It's the servants of David. And David arose, secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe. And what, what happened to him? Now it happened afterwards. What happened to him? David's heart troubled him. His heart smote him. His conscience pierced him. You know why? He was trying to. This guy, what did I do to Saul? Every time I was only a blessing to this guy. Every time I was only a blessing. He won the battles because of me. 
get me hundred foreskins of the Philistines. What kind of a stupid? That is your dowry, Anta. What kind of this demonic thoughts? And a forced conversion. Also, I'll get two hundred. <laughs> can you imagine? So a day can advantage of always being a blessing. And he's and after this, his heart smites him and he says, What am I doing over here? You see. That is what you talk about vindication. You know what? You remember that that verse that we uh, keep on uh, saying that? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every lying tongue that is going to raise against you in judgment we shall condemn for this is our, you know, this is like by rote. Our heritage as the servants of the Lord for our what? Vindication comes from God. That means what? Let God vindicate you. And if God vindicates you, if you are only allowing God to vindicate you, you are not trying to take the vindication into your hands and not trying to grasp things into your hands, you know what God will say? I will do it in my time. But in the process, what is happening to you? What is being imparted to you through obedience? What is being imparted to you? Virtue. Virtue. Does a heart trouble us? One wrong word spoken about somebody. You cut off their ropes. Even in your thoughts. I say, Lord, what am I thinking, Lord? Forgive me. That's the reason I says, whatever is of good report, meaning what? Please only listen to the good about others, in other words. So what should you do? You should only, if you are a man who is going to give good report, what should you do? You should be a person who only speaks good about others. Simple. Understand this? Mm -hmm. Simple in principle, very difficult to practice. For he said to this, his man, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him. And he restrained others. You see, this is a principle. You know what? This, this is the principle of the world. The principle of buying and selling. What are the buyers trying to do? Taking advantage of the customer. What is the customer trying to do? Oh, sorry. The seller trying to do? Seller trying to take advantage of the customer. Customer is trying to take the advantage of the seller. I'll show you. This is the principle in the world. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 14. <laughs> I'll show you in different translations. <laughs> Look at what it says. Look at this is the, this is the buyer who's going to the seller and talking about the product. Okay. It is good for nothing. Cries the buyer. But when he has gone his way, then he boasts. In Telugu it's like, it's jabudi, it's jabudi. <laughs> this is a principle. Always wanting to take advantage of others. Hey, no, 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 how much, how much, sir, this, this is 100 rupees kilo. Hey, 70 rupees kilo, there, 60 rupees there. You know, one of the things that I've realized after a while, a person who works hard and he quotes any price, I give it to him. No arguments. No arguments. Give me a deal. What? Yesterday, one, one carpenter came and was working with us. I said, what's your, what's your price? Sir, this is the price. No arguments. I said, aapko jitna chahiye, utna de do, sir. No, 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 no. I said, what do you think I should give to you? After this, they said this much. No arguments. Okay. Another translation. Okay. <laughs> this is the NIV. It is no good. It is no good, says the buyer. Then he goes off and boasts about the purchase. You know what? This product which is worth 2,500 rupees, I got it for 1,000 rupees only. This is what we talk talking about. This is the principle of the world. The principle of Babel, my dear brothers and sisters. It is not the principle of a man who is under the anointing of God, under the authority of God. 
That is the reason why when we are giving, it has to hurt us. It has to hurt us. Otherwise, we are not given. <laughs> this is the this is the this is the amplified Bible. <laughs> I like it, no? It is almost worthless. <laughs> Nobody's taking this. Almost worthless is the buyer as he negotiates the price when he goes about the way, then he boasts about his bargain. That's what happens, no? How much they buy from you? Two lakh rupees. Saab, this is worth what? Two crores now. Gold. So that's the advantage. What is the attitude? A mindset, a willingness to be taken advantage of. Because you will never be taken advantage of. Because if you are under the anointing and the authority of God. Never. You will never lose out on God. That's a principle. Put it. Let it, let the spirit of God etch it in your hearts and your minds. Etch it. Suvarnakshral Bible Bible. Golden words. Okay. You will never. See, this is virtue, my dear brothers. That is the reason why it says in uh, in Psalm 14, if I'm 15, Psalm 15, he says, "He who swears to his own hurt and does not relent, he who swears to his own hurt and does not relent." Okay, let's move on to the next attribute. But made himself of what? Of no reputation. Now, what is his mindset? Desiring and practicing a hidden life in God and what I call the blessing of obscurity. What is that? Mm, blessing of obscurity. You write one poem, every you should get likes, 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 and you should get more likes. More followers. Followers and after followers. Baba, you don't need followers anymore. Because you get fake followers into your Twitter also. Actually, the original followers also deleted. No? You know that, right? There's so many algorithms are going on. Thank God for <laughs> Mr. Musk. <laughs> okay. A willingness and desire of practicing a hidden life in God. That's the reason why it says give in secret. Pray in secret. Now think about a statement. I mean, I, I just want to, this is a food for thought for you. Lord, I want to be a giver. My desire is nobody should come to know. Not even a single soul in the church. Please reveal it only on that day. Can anybody say Amen to that? Ah, before you say Amen. No. And actually people should think that you are, on the contrary, they should think this fellow is a, ah, very kanjus, makichus. Hmm? You know what makichus is, no? Even the, <laughs> the the fly will fall in the in the in the in the coffee it takes the fly and does it because he's a Muslim you know what it says you know what Muslims believe right the the the, the poison is on one side and the cure is on the other side so he says even if the mosquito falls into the thing you have to if people think this fellow is a kanjusre look at him let them think but God knows can you can you can you, can you actually say I went to that. <laughs> Baba, this is virtue, Baba, this is virtue. <laughs> the moment Jesus heals that guy, he says, Shh, don't say this to anybody. Oh, show yourself to the people. People who want to have disciples, they show themselves up. Hmm, my time has not yet come. Your time is always now ready. 
See, that is the reason why success has to come in God's time. Whatever success it is, spiritual or otherwise, because spiritual success also can get into your head. Whatever success, money, fame, education, salary, whatever it is, let it come in the time of God. When God can, see, uh, till that time you should pray like Agur, no? What, what is Agur play? Pray, Lord, don't give me too much that I will say, who is the Lord? Don't give me too less, less that I will steal and bring disrepute to your name. Agur said it. And you know what Agur says? I am the brutish of all men. I don't have any wisdom at all. You know, think about these guys. Look at these guys. And this is ins- ins- inspired it, my dear brothers and sisters. This is people or another inspiration of God. Let me tell you something, you know. When you know God, you understand how brutish you are. And compared to his beauty. That is when he says, I don't have the knowledge of God. I don't have the knowledge of the Holy. I do not have the knowledge of his son. This is Agur. Mm-hmm. The blessing of obscurity. Luke's Gospel chapter 1, verse 18. So the child grew. And became strong in the spirit. And was in the deserts. When? Till the day. Now let me actually, you know what? I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a logician. Okay, I'm, I'm not a logician. Mathematics is logic. So I, I just try to, you know, see the converse of this statement. And just let me make the converse of this statement and see if it, is, if it makes sense. <clears throat> because he was hidden in the deserts till his day of manifestation to Israel. He grew and became. Does it make sense? I think it makes sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. But just, just, just put that in your spiritual pipes and smoke it. Think about it. Because he was hidden and he did not want to be known till the day of his exaltation, he grew and became strong in the spirit. It's a converse statement. For, I mean, it's, I'm just putting the statement the other way. I mean, the, in other words, for me, the, 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 the essence of, or rather the principle that makes you spiritually strong, you're stronger in the spirit when you desire less of reputation for yourself. Because you're bold in God. Mm-hmm. Because you're not grasping. And think about it, you know, it's like Moses, right? Moses, I'll do one thing, no? Destroy all these fellows. Make your nation great. Make your name great and you into a great nation. Moses, if you're the man who wants to grasp what you said, thank you, Jesus. Yes, these fellows don't deserve it. Ungrateful fellows. Give me the honor. Did he say that? No, this is one, there's one thing when I say no to a friend. When I say no to a, f- a person who's blessing me, when I say, so no, okay, I'm, I want to give you a blessing of uh, something, some blessing. I said, no. Some, it's just a, there's one thing when I say no to man, when man wants to bless me. There's another thing to say no to God when God wants to bless me. I mean, that is incredible. You know what he says? You know what he says? Moses, Mo, you know what the statement that Moses makes? He says, Lord, what about your name? What about your name, God? If I say yes to this, what about your name? I mean, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, that's the reason why the comparison is between Moses and Jesus. Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant. Jesus was faithful in all of God's house as a son. The comparison is there. The blessing of obscurity. 
I tell one of the things that I tell Abigail is, my children, don't speak too much until you are asked to speak. And when I'm asking you to speak, speak out. Don't say, no, 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 speak out. Now is the opportunity to speak, speak. But until then, give me a kiss. Don't try to show off this and show off that and show off this. You know, <laughs> we have a Christian school. And just and I were discussing what to, what if people from the outside, I mean, from the world come and ask us, what are you doing? Uh, what should we say to them to put them off? Then the idea that came to me and I said, you know, all these children, they are good for nothing. And I mean, they cannot understand the very poor students. So they need special training. The only people they listen to is not their teachers and only parents. Therefore, the parents have come together and teaching them. Everybody will run away. <laughs> Simple, no? <laughs> These are good for nothing. It's <laughs> a wisdom in that, okay? Oh, because nobody wants to say my child is what? Oh, I mean... You see how he is reciting Psalm 23. There is one guy who is reciting John. And you are just saying, uh, reciting John, Psalm 23 is a big thing. Boh. My students, nothing. They will all run away. Why should I give you admission to your son? Oh, because you know, my student, has, you know, in our church, in our school. Then when the parents say, whatever you say, we will do. Because our child is also good for them. Okay, then you are admission given. Otherwise, it will be a problem, you see. <laughs> okay, it's a principle. Because everybody wants to know now. So the child grew. Became strong. Looks first chapter 2 again, Jesus also, right? Then he went down with them to a place, it's a principle, a place called Nazareth, a place of obscurity where people say, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. A place of obscurity. Hurry, you became a man of God? How did this happen? Yeah, that's exactly, glory to God. It's only possible because of God, not me. Because it's about your name, not about me. And what's what? Subject to them. I tell this children, I tell this children. Who created Joseph and Mary? Jesus. Jesus created Joseph and Mary. Jesus is obeying Joseph and Mary? Subject to Joseph and Mary? What kind of a logic is this? This is what I call the blessing of obscurity. What is that? This is a sign to the shepherds. You will find a baby. In blue royal, wrapped in blue royal, what? What is that? In, in, in Fernandez Hospital, no? What will, what will they give you? Blue wrapped towel for a boy. For a girl? Pink. For Jesus? Torn clothes. This is a sign. Congratulations! The Messiah. What is he wearing? Torn clothes. Swaddling clothes, my dear brothers! That is mindset. And what does it include in this mindset? An attitude where you associate with those whom God wants you to associate with. Doesn't matter what those people's background is. 
ఈయన తెలుగు మీ ఏవాళ్ళు ఏవాళ్ళు అనగానే నేను దిస్ అ లాట్ ఆఫ్ విచ్ క్యాస్ట్ యూ బిలాంగ్ టు వాట్ ఈస్ యువర్ లాస్ట్ నేమ్ లాస్ట్ ఫ్రమ్ లాస్ట్ నేమ్ దే వాంట్ ఇంటర్ఫియర్ ఇన్ నాట్ ఇంటర్ఫియర్ ఇన్ఫర్ ఓ ఈత కోట ఓకే ఓకే మేబీ దిస్ కాస్ట్ You know what? Luke's Gospel chapter 7. I like this. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine and you say he has a demon. A son of man has come eating and drinking apparently to you. But he told his disciples this kind does not come out except for except by what? Fasting. I mean he had a hidden life of fasting and praying but what is he appearing to other people? Full of feasting only. ఎప్పుడు చూసినా తింటూ ఉంటాడు మేవాడు ఆల్ ద టైమ్ ఈటింగ్ 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 వాట్ ఇస్ దిస్ ఎవ్రీ టైమ్ ఐ సేమ్ ఈస్ ఆల్వేస్ విత్ విత్ వాట్ విత్ ఈస్ ఈటింగ్ అండ్ డ్రింకింగ్ యూ సేస్ అ గ్లాటన్ మాడియ బ్రదర్స్ గ్లాటన్ యూ కాలింగ్ ద సన్ ఆఫ్ మ్యాన్ గ్లాటన్ అయిన్ బైబో ఇన్ అదర్ వర్డ్స్ అ డ్రగ్ ఎడిక్ట్ అండ్ ఆల్కహాలిక్ an extortioner my dear brothers you know what he associated with them because he made himself a what no reputation that is the reason why he tells the the the, the, the jews who try to believe in him he says how can you believe you cannot have genuine faith you know why because you do not seek to get the honor from god alone but you seek to get honor from one another you cannot believe there's a stumbling block your faith is already short circuited right there even though you want to believe you cannot because you want reputation for yourself so principle verse 35 wisdom is justified by all our children verse 35 It's a different sermon altogether. I can't, don't, don't even, don't even, don't even want to go there. First Samuel chapter 22. The principle. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adulam. You know, one, one pastor in, in uh, Canada, his name, his church name is Cave of Adulam Church. So who comes to your church, my dear brother? The rich, the famous, the noble. No, 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 no. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they also went down with there to them. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontent gathered around with them and he became the captain over them. The cave of Abdullah Church. Association. He's a type of Jesus Christ. because we are all in debt and our interest is only growing <laughs> because of the sin what is it we have to not only just pay the principal my dear brothers we have to also pay the interest and how much is the interest you know what it says in psalm 45 49 not even anyone can sell all that he has and ransom his brother is impossible because the 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 price of ransom for his life cannot ever 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 be fulfilled paid, paid for god you should not see that It's impossible. We are all in debt. We are all in debt. And because of that, what does, what does the debt, debt bring? Because you can't pay. <laughs> Distress. <laughs> right? All the time when you have debt, what do you have? Distress. In which we have the word stress also. 
this EMI has to go, that EMI has to go, this EMI has to go. But before the salary comes, it the, the subtraction happens so fast. Within two days, it's gone. Mayam, it's gone. Like IDX, no? <laughs> it is gone. It's gone. <laughs> distress. Debt brings distress. And both these combinations, what is what do you get? Discontent. We are not content, no. Why? Mari, I wish I could have this. I wish I But I can't buy, no. <laughs> I'm just speaking our language, right? Huh? But you know what? They all gathered to him. But did they continue like this? No. One man with his hand with his sword wrought deliverance. A giant tries to kill David. They come and rescue David and said, David, don't go forward. We are going to fight for you. Oh, I wish somebody could get water from the what from the from the well in in Bethlehem. Three people risk their lives. Go draw waters and drink to them. And what does he do? He pours it out. He says, "What happens now? These people who are in debt have now become givers. They become givers. No, no longer distress in distress. No longer discontented. Watch." Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. For it became him. This is a type of Jesus, right? David is a type of Jesus. For by whom are all things? And by whom are all things? In bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through what? Sufferings. He chose. He chose their company. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I like that. Next one. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Association. What are you? Captain of slaves. What can this do? Nothing. But what do you have? The rod of God. I don't have to do anything, but God is for me. God is for me. God speaks to me. The presence of God is with me. And I am, I am absolutely at rest. I know God face to face. And he speaks to me. And whenever I go into the temple, you know what happens? The very presence of God comes into my temple. Into the place where I am worshipping and praying. And what happens when I come down the mountain? There is a glory of God which is reflected from my face. Do you have it? No. The blessedness of association. Philippians chapter 2. Next one. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of what? A bond. Servant, bond, servant, total difference. Servant wants, what does she want? Salary. Saab, you have to increase salary now. Nobody does what we do. 4,000 rupees and you have to give me salary and you also have to give me holiday and whenever I don't want to come, I should. I don't want to come. And you should not question me. Oh, don't put me in stress. Oh, this is the language people use, no? I'm just talking your servant's language. That is servant. Appraisal, why? Self-appraisal, how much? What, what do you give to yourself? Five out of five. Nonsense. <laughs> You're almost Albert Einstein. Hmm? You know what bond servant is? 
I don't deserve anything. Just the opportunity to serve is enough for me. Psalm 40, verses 6 to 8. You have not desired sacrifice and meal offering. What did you do? You pierced my ears. You know, can you imagine? The very son of God says, you know what? Father, I am your bond servant, even though I am your son. This is a very interesting verse. I want you to turn that. I mean, I mean, it's like a, it's a, you will get fever only if you read those verses. Okay, I didn't. Uh, this is <laughs> this is twenty <laughs> one not five <laughs> fever. Get. Not COVID, but fever. Hmm? This is uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. If you can put it up, please. There. Forty five to forty eight, forty nine. If you can, please. The powerful verses, my goodness. Fever verses, fever, fever. Hmm? <coughs> Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 46 onwards. 46 onwards you can read. 45, 45 onwards. Let's read. <coughs> I want you to see this, okay? I just want you to see this because, you know, when you read the Bible, suddenly one, one verse will just come and pop out and you'll go crazy only. And you'll say, what is this? You'll see this fired up uh, rendering. Okay, Is it coming, bro? It's there? I'm not able to see it. I'm not able to see it. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's not waste time. Okay, let's, it's, it's, it's okay, Dr. Richard. I'll be a light little. Okay. <laughs> if you can put it, great, but um, I doubt only. It's okay. You just go home and meditate on that, okay? 40, 45 to 48, 49, and um, compare that with Romans chapter 6, verses uh, 15 to 21, and you'll see the principle, okay? A very interesting principle. You have not required burnt offering and sin. Then I said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me. I delight to do thy will. I delight to do thy will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, no, don't worry about it. I'll be short, short, no. It's okay. We'll, we'll come into it. We'll look at it later. No, no, don't worry. We'll waste time. You have, you, you have pierced my ears. Pierced my ears. I have become a bond servant for you. You can see this principle in Deuteronomy chapter 15. If your brother, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman is sold to you, and serves you six years. Then in the seventh, seventh year, you shall let him go free from you. And when you send him away free from you, you shall not let him go empty-handed. This is exactly what Jesus did to us. This is what we call as a year of jubilee. Six, six is, a, is a symbol of man. Man cannot save himself. He is a slave. Okay, we are all sold under, uh, under, under bondage. We are all under bondage to slavery. You will see this principle coming out. Um, the intention behind, you will see in the subsequent verses. So, should go free on the seventh day. Jesus came and what we have on the seventh day, we have rest. Okay. Jesus came and he gave us rest. It's a symbol of, as a type of salvation. You shall supply him liberally from your flock and go on. You shall remember what were that, that you are, that you are what? A slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. What, I, what am I commanding you? Just like the way I uh, liberated you from the curse of bondage, uh, bondage to sin and the world and the, and the flesh. Just the, the, the way I liberated you. Same thing. So it's a type of, type of, of, of salvation. So what should you do in response? 
what should we do in response? We love him because we, because he first loved us. Okay. When we were sinners, when we were ungodly, when we were without strength, when we were enemies of God, he died for us. Okay. So how do we respond now? And it happens that he says to you, I will not go from you because he loves you and your house since he prospers you. Then you shall take an all and thrust it through you, through to his, through his ear to the door and he shall be your servant forever. This is the bond servant. Also to your female servant you shall do likewise. It shall not seem hard to you when you send him away free. So God says, absolutely, the moment I liberated you from sin, you can do whatever you want. But because you love me now, because of what I did to you, what, what, what is your response? I love you. I want to serve you. Now this is for the person who is under the bondage of sin. Am I right? Now what sin was Jesus under bondage of? Think about it. Think about it. What, is the, what was the sin that he was under bondage of? No, he was never in bondage to sin. He was never in slave, a slave to sin. He was, he was absolutely perfect in all his beauty. And what does he do? Takes the form of a bond servant. Can you imagine this? This is the argument, argument from the higher. So if he, who's sinless, who's spotless, who's blemishless, who's absolutely perfect in beauty and glory and holiness and righteous, Takes the form of a bond servant. We. We. <laughs> now you can put all your attributes. We deserved, huh? What did we deserve? I will think about it, Pastor. What will you think about? What will you think about? Just as you were slaves to unrighteousness. You have to become now. You, are, you have to be. That's the reason, right? You, you, okay, let's read it. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse forty-six onwards. Okay, this is and they shall be uh, be upon you uh, a sign for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. This is Deuteronomy chapter 20, twenty-eight, verse forty-seven. Because you did not serve me, you did not become a bond servant to God. With joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, everything that he has given you. What will happen to you? Next verse. Therefore you shall serve your enemies. You will become a slave by default. Either you are a slave of obedience, which brings righteousness, and deliverance and freedom in your life, or you are a slave to sin all your life. What did he take? He took a form of a bond servant. What are we? Are we sinners? I mean, have we said Absolutely. I mean, in fact, in fact, you know what? If opportunity is given to us, we can become the worst sinner possible. I mean, it is one thing for Paul to say, the bond servant of Jesus Christ. There's another man who said, bond servant of Jesus Christ. You know who, who it was? Let me, let me show you. James chapter 1 verse 1. James, not the half brother of Jesus. What am I? Bond servant. Bond And I'm telling you something. Only bond servants get a revelation of God. Nobody else. See, if I'm not a bond servant, I can preach from you. From the, from the, from the Bible. But if you're a bond servant, you get the revelation. I don't get it. But you get it. Let me show you the principle. Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. Revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay. Which God gave him to show to his who? To who? To the bond servants. The things which must soon take place and he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bond servant. Who is his bond servant? John. Bond servant to all the other bond servants. So I get the revelation, I give to you. You get the revelation if you are a what? Bond servant. Otherwise you will get nice principles. 
Who is this fellow who is getting always excited? Good speech. Clap. Tata. But no life. No virtue. Understand? Philippians chapter 2. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bond servant, and coming in the what? In the likeness of men. In other words, he said, you know what? There is no special category for me. What are the categories we have? OC. Open category. BC. Backward category. OBC. Other backward category. And other things. I don't want to mention names. For a Christian, NC. No category. No category. Oh, Brahmin convert. So what? Sinner, shaped in iniquity, birthed in sin. Right? The wicked are go estranged from where, Baba? The wicked are estranged from where? Anybody knows? From the womb. From the womb you are estranged. Brahmin, who is estranged from the womb? Shudra, who is estranged from the womb? <laughs> so where is your destination? Hell. You know, we have ego. That's what I was, I was teaching these children. Uh, the emperor is on an ego trip. What is the destination of this trip? Hell. What is the destination of ego trip? Hell. Likeness of men, all, same for he is just just made like everybody else. Sweat, blood like us. Nothing special. In fact, it says when you look at him, there will be no beauty in him that you should what desire him. Ordinary, just like anybody else. No extraordinary beauty. You know something? Well, I believe that Jesus was not very talented also, because he actually emptied himself. The Bible says. You know, it's a very powerful state or hymn that we sing. No, no. And can it be, you know? It says, he left his father's throne above. So free, so infinite his love. Emptied himself of all but love and bled and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all immense and free. Oh, for oh my God, it found out me. <sighs> Amazing love, how can it be that thou my God should die for me? Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and and nature's night. Thine eye diffused the quickening ray. I woke the dungeon filled with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth and followed thee. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? You know why? He emptied himself. Emptied. He was not the smartest, the talented, most talented singer. No, 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 no. He emptied. I feel that, and that's, that's, that is the reason why, you know what? If he was, Jesus was talented, what is the hope for people who don't have talent? Anybody? If Jesus was a great orator, what are the people who do not have oratory skills? You know what he had? He had authority because he had the anointing of God over his life. And that is for everybody. Not for just Jesus. Was just like God loved Jesus, he loves us all. But the problem is, we think that we are special because we are talented. Let me tell you something. The person who doesn't get scolding a lot in his home is who? 
అరే వాడు చాలా ఇంటెలిజెంట్ రా మస్తు అవుతున్నాడు వాడు ఈవెన్ ఇఫ్ స్మోక్స్ ఆల్సో నో ప్రాబ్లం ఈవెన్ ఇఫ్ స్లీపింగ్ విత్ ప్రాస్టిట్యూస్ ఆల్సో నో ప్రాబ్లం వై బికాస్ ఇస్ వెరీ ఇంటెలిజెంట్ వెరీ స్మార్ట్ బ్రిలియంట్ ఇస్ బ్రిలియంట్ ఇస్ జస్టిఫికేషన్ ఫర్ ఇస్ what is the use of that brilliance with all the brilliance we don't know if if solomon went into went into heaven or not that also is not sure you know what paul says all the thing that i have gained i count it as what d u n g telugu mein kan what does what, what, what does that mean in telugu penta in telugu bible it says penta to samanam likeness of man no special category just like everybody anybody else you know so that every man can have hope i don't have to be talented what i need is the touch of god over my life i need the anointing of god over my life and i'll work for that and not for anything else Do you understand that good children look at what it says in hebrews chapter 12 verse 17 therefore in all things he had to be made like his brothers think about it no what if the guy is struggling in mathematics crack like telvadu anta maaku anta ardham vaatam ledhu you know what god jesus would say just like the way i depended on my father to reveal to me and make me understand you also depend on your father he will make you understand i don't have to be brilliant i have to be dependent what is that ah everybody wants to be what brilliant how many brilliant people are dependent can you imagine the the wisdom of god the it's very interesting it says the foolishness of god huh. Huh. you know you should read those statements you know what it says that, that is again a fever statement only the foolishness of god is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of god is stronger than man's strength made like all his brethren that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to god so if you're struggling with whatever lord i'm struggling with the subject no problem <laughs> jesus also learned obedience he learned everything he allowed the holy spirit to teach him because he also emptied himself for, of all but love and completely depended upon his father for everything revelation 14:12 if you can put it up what a verse the pastor was show, showing us yesterday what a verse i mean i was stunned by that verse Re- revelation 14:12 revelation 14:12 quickly kasa takaraka jepeshalo you see look at here is the patience of the saints here are those those who keep the commandments of god and the and the what and the faith of jesus i mean can you imagine the faith of jesus jesus lived by faith and not by talent the faith of jesus and faith comes by how by hearing and morning by morning what happened to him he heard and he increased in faith and he was perfected in faith the faith of jesus the faith of jesus mhm understand this for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is also able to aid those who are tempted so doesn't matter what your background is jesus went through and he overcame so you can also go through and overcome that's what he says just as i overcame and sat on my father's throne you also overcome and you will also have the right to sit on my father's throne and what happens last one okay 
this is so many things I want to say, but I'll skip it all, skip it all, skip it all, skip it all. Let's go to the last point for the day. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death with all this virtue that he had. He was uncompromising towards sin. He would rather die than compromise. Now, this was which was which I'm going to show you was one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and Pastor James preached upon it on it in one of the pastors' conference meetings. I have the recording. If you want it, you can listen to it. This is First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. Let me read you a very interesting passage. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. I mean, this is this is <laughs> KJV. I will love it. Be strong. What I want to Show is this one. What is that? Quit you like men. What does it mean? Another translation. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Another translation. The NKJV. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Now look at all these renderings. The Telugu is very interesting. Come on, Nilcho. Third one. Paurushamuto Batko. You know what Paurusham means? Have what we call as respect. Meaning you should be a person who is respected for the stance and the convictions that you have. And you will not, I mean, you will not compromise on those convictions no matter what. Act like men. That's what it means uncompromising. It doesn't matter who's trying to instigate me. I'll show, I'll show you one example and we'll stop. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 8. David said to Uriah, now let me tell you something. Uriah, the uncompromising man. Uriah, the Lord is my light. Okay, That's what it means. Yahweh is my light. Go down to your house, wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, did you not come from your journey? Why did you not go down to your house and look at this man? This is what you call as Paurusham. A man who is absolutely strong on his convictions and he will not compromise no matter what, even if he has to die for it, for them. Okay, look at what he says. Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents. And my lord Jacob, Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and lie, to my, lie with my wife? As you live and as your souls live, I will not do this. That is what I call quit ill like men. No compromise. That is what he's saying. Be obedient till the point of death. You know why? Because you know what it means? Lord, at any point in my life, I will never allow my mercy to compromise your justice. I will never left allow my love and my patience and my grace to compromise your holiness. Never. Even if I have to die for it, I will not. I will not. So who's going to kill you? I'm not going to kill those people. I'm going to allow them to kill me. Because in that, 
I'm not going to allow your mercy and your justice to be compromised. No, never. Because you know why? I want to say, hallowed be your name. Zealous for your name. Zealous. Quitty like men. I'll give you another example. Ezra chapter 8. <clears throat> Humbled himself to the point of death. You see that incredible power in humility. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava. That we might humble ourselves before our God. To seek from him the right way for us and our little ones and all our possessions. Why Ezra? Why, 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 why? Why this process of humbling yourself, Ezra? Why, why, why are you, why are you, why are you uh, instituting this fast? Next verse. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of a God is upon us. And we do not want your help because we have raised our hands to the Lord Almighty. And we are not going to compromise on that. The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this. And he answered our prayer. So what if he doesn't answer our prayer? We would rather die than ask help from the king. It's what is called obedience to the point of death. That's the four. Then Esther told them, reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat or drink for three days, night or day. This is a type of a man who is dead in Christ. Okay, it's dead to sin. I like the next verse. My maids, and I will likewise fast. Now, how was Esther captured? I mean, rather taken to the taken to the to the palace alone or with her mates? Excuse me. Ah, uh, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. How was Esther taken to the palace alone or along with her mates? Excuse me. No, 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 no. Who gave the maids, Baba? She never had maids when she went to the palace. The maids were given to her. Can you imagine a life that she was living? By the time she was going to the king, she already influenced people in the, in, in, in Shushan, a, 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 a gentile secular place, and his influences, influenced them, and now they are also fasting and praying with her. Can you imagine? Am I, uh, uh, this is, this is what I call Mordecai is a picture of authority, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a believer who totally uncompromisingly submits to the authority that she's under. You know what, what happens to her? She becomes a, she becomes a light, and she becomes a, a, a an influence in other people's lives. My mates and I will likewise fast. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. If I perish, I perish. That is what we call as quit e like men. Esther, a, a woman who was acting like a man. No. Quit e like men. Obedient to the point of death. Humble himself. These are virtues, my dear brothers. You know what God says? If you allow the Holy Spirit, and the grace of God and the teaching that God gives us and you incrementally submit yourself to the authority of the scriptures over a period of time, over a period of time, you give it some time, increasingly and incrementally, this mindset will start reflecting through your life. But you know what you need? 
patience <laughs> and surrender. So we are ending four months and it's very interesting. These are the standards of God. But you know what? We are no longer under law but under grace. We are entering into the what month now? Fifth month. And what does five stand for? Grace upon grace. You know what God says? You submit to me. I will pour out my grace and I will rot these virtues into your life and you will be a light and an influence in your own generation like David. Amen. Very difficult to say Amen. After that, you can think over it and then say Amen. Okay. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. God is good. Four months He has come through for us and we believe He is going to come through for us even in the coming days. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this day. You showed us the path of obedience. And you're showing us different facets and the dimensions of what it means to carry our cross and to die daily. And you don't say that we should die because we have a morbid and a, and a, and a, and a negative attitude toward it. But Lord, it is so that the life of Christ be made manifest through us. It is a Christ in us who is the hope of our glory. And the Christ in us who is the hope of salvation to a dying world. And therefore I pray Lord Jesus, Lord, even as we submit and surrender ourselves to the teaching and come under your authority that you have placed us under, Lord, you will rot these virtues. And then you will be able to entrust us with your power and your authority which will not destroy us but which will make us into a blessing for many. Rot these virtues in our lives, O Lord. We thank you, Father, for this day. We praise you, we worship you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed time. See you all in the evening for the evening Q&A.